Blog Talk Radio. He doesn't mean to brag, but he is now a co-host, and he loves to make rump roast. Coach Mike Jones, we're coming at you. Some show notes if you're looking for some pro wrestling. For the love of Fez, look out the window and see if there's a blizzard there. If there is, your local event may be postponed or canceled. But something that's not canceled, Blue Collar Wrestling in Portland, Oregon today at the Colony. 7525 Richmond in Portland, Oregon. I will be there later today, so you can find me there. Also, WCWO is having its awards, and they are making up Friday's wrestling show today. So a rare Sunday wrestling card at the Outlaw Arena. And Coach happens to be located at 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. He sure does. It really does. I've been there many a time, and if I'm knocked out, it's the only address I can remember. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, it's a proven fact. Well, Coach, while we are waiting for our guest, you missed a wild time there at Timber Pro Wrestling. I didn't see you there, but what a wild and woolly time that was last night in Sultan, Washington, technically. It was kind of in startup, but kind of in Sultan. I presume there's a difference, but great night of wrestling at the uh, startup event center in startup Washington last night for Timber Pro Wrestling. Nice. Do you have any results? I do. Um, we saw Rook Kelly defeat the debuting Gino Rivera out of the Southwest. We saw in the main event last night, Caden Cassidy win by disqualification against the champion, Chris Brady. We also saw Miss Fallen Flower, Kikio Fallen Flower, uh, beat Real Talk Rashad, and in what most fans are calling the most 
down the middle, well-officiated match in the history of professional wrestling in startup Washington ever. DTF, Christopher Isaac and Christian Andes defeated the Moonshiners, J.B. Moonshine and Lance Dean Moonshine. And we learned that DTF, via contract stipulation now, has their own personal referee, and that happens to be me. Nice. And I'm also excited to see that uh, we filled up our March dates. Can you let people know about our upcoming shows? Yeah, we have confirmation for most of March. It filled up quick like a bunny rabbit. So on the 4th, we have J.B. Burns, who has a bare-knuckle fight a week and change later. On the 6th, we have Shorty P., who is on his way to the Outlaw Arena as we speak, Coach. He's hustling over there because he could win an award, and I'm pretty sure he has a match. On the 11th, we are making up the appearance of Stephen P. New, the consigliere of the Colt of Cornette who accidentally Lance deemed us due to uh, a pressing legal matter he was uh, working on at that point. 13th, we have the bad life choice, Caden Cassidy, who I mentioned moments ago, won in the main event last night. The 18th, Buck Sexton, who I shared many a locker room with over the years. On the 20th, we have the king of Connecticut, Matt Granahan. He... Apparently, a monarch in the state of Connecticut, which, to last to my knowledge, was part of the Republic of the United States of America. But apparently, they have a monarchy system. On the 25th, we have Richard Sincere, the on-the-mat scientific grappler, whom it is rumored has the middle name Nelson. That would make him Richard N. Sincere, Coach. And then <laughs> nice. on the 27th, we have Nikki Six, longtime veteran of the Pacific Northwest professional wrestling scene. From the Suicide Kings, yes. Yes. Now, I can't confirm it, but I'm sure we will ask him on the 27th of March if he's related to Six Pop. He just might be. I think he's related to uh, Nikki Six and Motley Crue, though. Possibly. They might all be related, Coach. They could all be cousins. Definitely. Hey, and I'm excited about the upcoming March shows, too. we got Eric Smalls on the 11th. That's February, Coach. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, yes. I'm excited about the February, uh, the rest of February, too. Eric Smalls on the 11th, Military Day on the 13th. Oliver Sawyer on the 18th, Short Sleeve Sampson on the 20th, Sweet Daddy Jones on the 25th, and Real School Army's Moondog Ace on the 27th. Oh, not, not, to mention we have a, not to mention we have a Buddha special this uh, Wednesday the 9th with Andrew Anderson. Yes, we do. Andrew Anderson no stranger to our own Pacific Northwest. He's been here many times. I've come across Andrew Anderson in many, many different states over the years, coach, at different conventions and so forth. 
Definitely. And we're, we're proud to have him as the Real School Army member, along with our Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. He's out there as the Dungeon of Doom. And, uh, yeah, it's an honor to have him on. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Now, Coach, do you think Andrew Anderson has ever considered using I Don't Want to Go Down to the Dungeon of Doom by the Razor Ramones as his entrance music? He just might have. I mean, he's he's really good friends with Ace Freely. Uh, Ace Freely might have already made him a song himself. Maybe, but if he did, then he wouldn't be using the Razor Ramones. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Now, Coach, next week, Military Day, just for the fans' edification, we have signed up sports entertainers who served proudly in our United States military in four of the five branches. Coast Guard veterans were hard to find, Coach. It was tough. I searched for all I was worth. Couldn't really come up with the Coast Guard, but Representing the Army is Chris Marks. Representing the Navy, Joe Vernola from Denver. Representing the Marine Corps, Scott Diamond, who once dumped a bag of diamonds right on top of my head after a match. And representing the Air Force, Seymour Snot. Nice. You know what Seymour Snot is a proud member of, Coach? The Gouge roster, of course. He really is. Yeah, I'd say he's one of the proudest. Maybe top five. Nice. He also is the current reigning Gouge heavyweight champion, and at the Big Slam Memorial Redneck Rumble coming up next month, Seymour Snot will defend his heavyweight title against whomever wins that. And you know, Coach, I happen to have experience in the Big Slam Memorial Redneck Rumble. Maybe I'll pop back nice. in this that's year. A, nice. That's impressive. Yeah, it really is. You know who managed me in the Big Slam Memorial Redneck Rumble last year? Casey Carlisle? Nope. But that would have been great. No, Any I other guess? It was Chicken Bob. Um... Chicken Bob, yeah. Yeah, Chicken Bob managed me in that match, and if I wouldn't have lost the Big Slam Memorial Redneck Rumble, I would have won it, and I would have went on to face Timmy Lou Retton that night for the heavyweight title, but I didn't quite win it because of Victor Andrews tossing me right out of the ring. Oh, man. But it's all right. I went on to main event that show. I teamed with... Bobby Wolfert, and we took on no direction for the Gouge Tag Team titles. We were managed by Bentley the Brain Heenan, an actual bulldog, Chicken Bob, and a stuffed monkey. And if we wouldn't have lost that match, we would have won it and become the Gouge Tag Team champions. I blame that no good manager of no direction, Cheek the Akbar, I believe is his name, but... He was a dirty, dirty manager. Damn. So, hey, I'm I mean, really excited. I don't think he bathed in weeks. He was a really dirty manager, Coach. Oh, dang. Like like I've heard some people say, that they throw him outside and wash him off with a hose. 
It it happens, yeah. And then I'm really excited for that next episode of Sign of the Times. What, have have it you is, hit it yet? It is filmed, and we are waiting for it to upload, and then I will have it within the next uh, 12 hours. It should be on the YouTubes within the next 12 hours, depending on how quickly it uploads, and if it uploads before I have to beeline to Portland or not. Nice. And where can people find that on YouTube? If they go to the YouTubes and they search out the Sign Guy 77, they can find it there. And you can make Stomp and Steve feel much better if you were to hit the subscribe button. Stomp and Steve pacing back and forth, worried not enough people are hitting the subscribe button. So if you push that subscribe button, you'll be doing a lot of good for the mental health of Stomp and Steve. He's been feeling strange lately. Okay, yeah, you don't want that. Uh, that could be trouble for someone. It really could. He gets dangerous when he starts feeling strange. I know because once he felt strange and he hired the Stompin' Steve Screw Safety Squadron and they almost killed me. Oh, no. A lesser yeah. man would have died. He had another great... Uh, Interview segment on YouTube, the NGW Green Room. You can also find me at Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And don't forget the Real School Army, too. And we're waiting for Real School Army's own Stefan Bonner, UFC Hall of Famer, right now. Indeed, we are. He got into a big fight with Debashi in Tacoma one time. That was a Match for the ages, Coach. You remember that? You were in that match. Of course, it was the Real School Army versus uh, Carnival. Yes, that thing even spilled over into the cage at uh, peak performance there, yes. Now, Coach, Stefan Bonner was just on Lyrical Spit, which is Diafula Debashi's show, you don't think Debashi did something to Stefan Bonner, do you? You don't think he, like, reverse Lance deemed him or something? No. But, you know, Debashi's one of the only people to get a victory over Stefan Bonner. That was a fluke. Uh, Stefan Bonner had him in the, in, the, in the triangle choke and apparently accidentally pinned himself while Dave was basically knocked out. What a... What a fiasco that was yeah I remember that now Stefan Bonner in addition to being a professional wrestler also in the MMA he's got a slightly better record than I do but he's also in the MMA and he transitioned those skills into Great grappling professional wrestler coach. Definitely, and we're proud to say we've had him down here and uh, or up here in Washington for many seminars. That we've had him at Battleground USA, and we've had him at Krav Maga. We hope to have him back again at other, because uh, of course those places want him back, and then other places are looking to have him there too. Absolutely. Now, Coach, do you think 
every magazine in the world would cover it if I fought Stephen Bonner in MMA because they covered me in Pro Wrestling Illustrated when I had my previous fight. Jam, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have you sign up for that. My God, that could be dangerous. For him, I mean, that cement floor tried to kill me, and that floor came out the worst for wear of it. It never recovered. <laughs> I was fine in a week. Oh, uh, that's true, yes. Okay. So, hey, what do you got coming up? Well, later today, like I said, I will have to beeline to Portland for Blue Collar Wrestling. Um, the weekly shows are back. It's at a brand-new venue called The Colony, at least brand-new to Blue Collar Wrestling. We've had very good crowds at The Colony since starting the weekly shows there. And then The Sign of the Times will be up for your viewing pleasure later. Also, on the 25th and 26th of this month, I'll be back for Northwest Pro Wrestling, the 25th in South Hill, Washington, at the Ki Martial Arts Center. The following day at the Peninsula Civic Center, and that is in Vaughn, Washington. Both nights we'll be joined by Generation Next Wrestling promoters and performers, legendary Larry D. and Maxwell Sled, my bosses, when I was in Kentucky last, Coach, I worked for them. Nice. Yeah, and speaking of Kentucky, uh, you've been known to go all over the world to wrestle. Or are you going to be making any more trips coming up? Um, I am working on it, working on it. I am um, working on renewing my Kentucky license, which I should have in the next day or so. I had to issue trying to upload the proper... ID form that they required, but I got it uploaded now, so I should be able to fill out that form, get my license renewed. I'll be good to go there, and then um, you never know when I'll pop back up at the Outlaw Arena and maybe go after Shorty P. He punched me right in my head last time, Coach. Who does that to a person in a still cage match in Indianapolis, Indiana on Christmas Day? Damn, I know. You know, like I'd like to get my hands on him just for that one, and and I'm. I've been honored to be able to travel with you to Indiana, and uh, hope to, hopefully one day again we'll get to go there together, and maybe Vegas also. That would be great if we took Diceman Ronnie Vegas with us. You know, he managed Team Circle City Wrestling against Team Blue Collar Wrestling in CAC. Nice. But, uh, Coach, I believe our guest has joined us. Let's bring him on right away. Stefan Bonner, have you joined us? Hey guys, how's it going? Going really doing well. Good. We want to thank you for being on with us today. Appreciate it greatly. All right, my pleasure. Well, I believe my first question for you, Stephen Bonner, would be: How did you get into this crazy business of professional wrestling? Um, how did I get in? Let's see, uh, if you call it a midlife crisis, it's something that I always knew I wanted to do as a kid, and then I retired from fighting, and a few years went by, and I said, damn, you know, like, it's now or never, i got to start doing some pro wrestling, or else you're going to be too old, so it was like five years ago, 
And, uh, yeah, I've had a good time. I've had fun. I just said I've been doing it for fun, you know. If you're not having fun with it, what the hell are you doing? You see some guys at these shows and they're all miserable. But uh, it's it's fun. No stress, no pressure, you know. Just go out and perform. Entertain. Let yourself go. Be creative. Put together a fight scene. And uh, it's enjoyable to me, you know. Now, like we were saying, you came to wrestling from mixed martial arts, and a lot of people over the years have transitioned from MMA into pro wrestling or vice versa. When you were actively an MMA fighter, did you come across a lot of people in MMA that had transitioned to pro wrestling? Uh, no, no, really. Uh, you didn't really see that, you know. Um, some guys in Japan, I guess John Fry, Brian Johnson, guys like that did some pro wrestling back in the day. But no, no one I knew in MMA was pro wrestling, except when, you know, Matt Riddle went. I actually called his last MMA fight. It was a Titan fight. He looked good. He won. And, uh, you know, after that, said, no, I'm going to go into pro wrestling. He hats off to him. He's really done a great job. Doing very well right now, yeah. Well, someone you know very well is standing by, and I know he has questions, so I'm going to give you over to Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Hey, thanks coach for coming Mike. on. It's an, it's an honor to have you, brother. How are you doing today? Oh, not bad. How's it going, Coach? It's going good. Uh, nice to see that you got out, out there to California doing what you love. Can you tell us a little bit about last week's show? Oh, yeah, Bay Area Combat had a nice MMA show. It's uh, been the first show since the pandemic, you know. A lot of MMA shows have been on a hiatus, so it was good to get you know, they had that place packed out, like 1,200 people there, screaming, yelling, enjoying the fight, some local hometown heroes on the card. Uh, and getting the call fights is a lot of fun. Nice. And do you got anything coming up? Any more uh, announcing gigs? Um, we have another show. It's not for a while, though. Bay Area. Okay. That's going to be a while. And then uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see you got a comedy gig on Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be my fourth gig uh, so far over the last couple of weeks since I started. Well, nice. We we'd love to get you up here in the Northwest to show these guys your comedy. You got a couple jokes for us. Uh. Off the top of your head, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to get uh, rolling a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been working on some some new material, though. It's all new material, you know? And okay, nice, yeah. It's, it's all like writing it. That's the hard part, you know? And doing it, I guess that's hard, too. 
But, so uh, what's the chiropractor? What's the chiropractor's favorite music? Uh, Rice Krispies. Hip hop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you know a, a computer's favorite food? What's that? Spam. <laughs> no, it's his least favorite food. I no wonder you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> All well, right, well, and then, uh, yeah. So hey, what, who was? But, who you was know, some, recovering, I had that really bad staph infection. It always almost took me out. I was hospitalized oh, I for five weeks, and and now my friends think it's funny to call me staff on. Oh no. They might they might need it's the rag doll for that one. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're sure uh, happy that you have uh, been blessed to recover from that and uh you know we we hope to have you back in the northwest one of these days. Right on. Yeah, good time up there. So who's some of your uh, toughest opponents? Who's some of your toughest opponents in MMA and wrestling? Well, I got to say, John Jones, Leota Machida, and Anderson Silva, I think are three of the greatest fighters of all time. And uh, each one of them was uh, a crazy conundrum. Uh, and... Jones, just the raw talent. Machida, the timing and the deceptiveness and his distancing. And Anderson, how he lulled you to sleep and then took you out with one perfectly timed, perfectly placed shot. You know, it's the only shot in my entire career I've ever acknowledged. And uh only time I've ever been in trouble. And it, it was just perfect timing, perfect placement. So... It's something else of like you know shared the cage. It's like you know I compare it to you know being in the NBA Finals against Jordan. Yeah, you lost, but Michael Jordan, man, like yeah, the best, the greatest. You know, Anderson's like Definitely. a ninja. Like you see him fight that boxer and smoke him, and he's old. Like you know, I fought him at his prime. Uh, yeah, before he had ever lost. And then what about in wrestling? Man, I really liked my last match with Nick Aldis in Minnesota. Uh, It was a good main event match, like 15 to 20 minutes, like that time. And, uh, you know, just went off the top rope, both of us. Uh, It just... Made all, it just worked, man. It was I, I, I posted it. But it was uh, yeah, my new favorite was, match that was... before that. Um, that guy in Indiana. Oh man, Logan Logan Clark. Yeah, we had a good match up at Black Label Pro, uh, and that was my favorite match up until the Nick Aldis match, and then before that, Speedball Mike Bailey. We had a great match up in. Uh, Toronto, or Montreal, yeah, uh, Montreal, yeah, n- and that was like nice. my first long match, and he kind of gave me the blueprint of how to kind of construct a match, 
and I really liked my first match against Sho Tanaka. It was only like less than five minutes, but it worked, you know. So those are all my yeah, favorite was, wrestling matches. That was impressive, too, to go against Nick Aldis for the NWA championship. Yeah, it was a good match. It was, I'm proud of that match. And uh, we know that you've trained all over the world with some of the toughest trainers and best trainers in the world. So uh, how many times did you go out of country to train? Uh, a couple couple trips to Thailand. Fought in Australia. Fought in Brazil twice. Um, uh, How was Thailand? Pretty awesome. Yeah, I actually went back there in like 2015. Uh, you know, just trained. It's it's really relaxing place. You just kind of train every day, uh, but not really. Nice. Hard. You have fun. You like play. You like play around and laugh, and it's not so serious. Uh, all right, and then. Uh, we know one of your most memorable matches has to be the the Forrest Griffin fight, which what a blessing that was. And fate had it that you were in against Forrest Griffin, like because uh, you're you're more of a you're not a poor sport, so that really helped the sport uh, thrive. I think. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, yeah, a nice feel good ending. Uh, and, and then uh, what was some what was behind the fight was, and it was it was you know uh, it wasn't like hate and anger it was something else it really exactly grabbed onto and, and inspired them inspired a lot of people got a lot of people definitely into the and sport. then what was some of your most some of your other most memorable fights except for the ones you've already talked about. Um, me and Terry Martin had a good match in 2002 at the Hammond Civic Center. That's my hometown. And I won unanimous decision, but it was a war. It was uh, pretty memorable. The Golden Glove Nationals in 2004, the first fight there was really memorable because I was getting my ass kicked by the New York champion. So, you know, everyone's a Golden Glove champion there. And I rallied back and knocked them out with, you know, not too much time left in the last round. So, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that definitely was amazing. So uh, who's some of your most hated opponents in wrestling? And, of course, I know you're a decent guy that you probably don't hate anybody, but, you know, hated as a in wrestling. Yeah, uh, I can't really thank anyone. I seem to felt like I got along with everyone. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, That's good. Never cared for Cheeto all all too much. That's about it. Okay. So you got any more Cheeto stories for us? Um, Cheeto stories. I haven't ran into them lately. I just never cared for them. So that was really nice when you had... You had the guy in the mask uh, in your promo for for Tito. I'm sure he loved that. Yeah, that was his ex best friend, Justin McCauley. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was my MMA heel turn. 
Okay, yeah, and like like people say, not only did you revolutionize uh, UFC fighting with Forrest Griffin, you that was the night you brought pro wrestling to MMA. Yeah, has anyone else did a heel turn in the MMA? I guess Chael kind of did before Anderson. Uh. Nice. Who are some of the uh, up-and-coming fighters that uh, people should look for? Oh, boy, your guess is as good as mine. I just started watching again. So, uh, yeah, watched those fights last night. That was probably the first show I've watched in a while. Uh, yeah, I didn't know who, any other guys. Who's some of your favorite fighters of all time? Some of those guys I fought, like, I've always been a big fan of Machida, Anderson, and John Jones. Uh, you know, be honest with you. Okay, uh, and then who? Who? Excuse me. For interrupting yeah. you. Oh, that's all right. So, uh, so uh, who was some of your uh, idols in wrestling growing up? Well, the. Uh, Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, you know, they were originally called those two guys were uh were pretty awesome, pretty badass, you gotta admit. Yeah, uh, and especially them coming out coming out of Chicago like you were. Brian Pillman, Stone Cold, uh Beefcake, the Warrior, uh Jim Duggan. Rick Flair, Hall, um, well, managers, Bobby the Brain, who is probably the greatest, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Definitely. And then who who did you get to train with in uh, pro wrestling to help you get break in? Uh, train with Disco Inferno. He was like my first nice. coach. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh do you have any schools that you would recommend for anybody trying to get in? Well I trained at FSW here in Vegas, so future stars of wrestling. It's a good place to learn learn the basics, you know, and they have shows. So get bookings through and then what about uh, MMA California. schools? Yeah, my boy, uh, the 209 Dojo, Matt Freeman. So, recommend that. Nice. Okay, and then, uh, so I'm sure sign guys are anxious to hear your favorite coffee to drink. Um, I got a little espresso maker. Got the little fucking pods. And oh, are you getting what do you make for lingerie coffee? <laughs> no, any type the, of the, your favorite flavors. Yeah, I'd never seen that before. I went to Washington. Oh yeah, n- definitely nice. All right, cool. <sighs> All right, and how do people get a hold of you? I'm just Stefan Bonner on everything, spelled P-H-A-N and B-O-N-N-A-R. 
All right, cool. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, Sign, do you got anything else? Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it's a good idea to say something when someone asks you that, as you just right now. But, uh, stand for truth and freedom. Yep. A lot of fucking bullshit going around nowadays. So, uh, sniff it out, steer clear, and, uh, smell out the truth. Nice. Do you have anything else you'd like to promote? Truth. Uh, you could check out glitter, glittersparklestudio.com, my wife's uh, website. It's got cutesy gifts is... for girls and bows and stuff and crafting supplies and oh, dyes and glittersparklestudio.com. We'll okay. All right. Hey, Sign, you got anything well, else? Uh, I think... Um... I think I'm good, Coach. All right. All right. So, uh, well, you, you thank you so much, Super brother. Okay. okay, later. I'm going for Cincinnati. Woo. All right. Well, Coach, what a great time with Stefan Bonner. I didn't want to challenge him because I, I, I didn't want to take advantage of his injury until he's fully healed. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. I mean, no sense hurting a man when he's down. But, um, Coach, we, like we said, we have a busy March coming up, busy rest of February, and, of course, we'll be working on April and May in the next little while, so we'll have some more dates announced. But, Coach, do you have anything coming up booking-wise in the next several weeks? No, I don't. Uh, WUW America is looking to find a venue to have a show for uh, Sonny O'Mara. I'd sure like to be involved in that. And I'm working on some festival stuff myself, but that takes a little while. And, uh, of course, I'm going to continue doing green rooms. We're going to be seeing QT Vokes here coming up. And it'd be nice if you can come join us. That'll be uh, in Parkland in a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep plugging away, keep writing my book, keep promoting Patrick Snow, one of the greatest book coaches in the world, and uh, the Real School Army. And uh, can you you, uh, go over our, uh, our March schedule once again for the fans? Absolutely. 4th of March, J.B. Burns. 6th, Shorty P. 11th, Stephen P. New. The 13th, The Bad Life Choice, Caden Cassidy. 18, Buck Sexton. The 20th, King of Connecticut, Matt Granahan. The 25th, Richard Sincere. And the 27th, Nikki Six. Nice. And then, hey, all you fans out there, if you'd like to see somebody on our show or uh, for the first time or returning, just let us know at Jason Amos on uh, Facebook. Try to accommodate any fan requests, but keep in mind, WWE people are pretty much exclusive to whatever WWE wants them to do media-wise. 
same with AEW. I mean, we could ask them, but, but they may not accommodate us. Yes, yes. All right. And then uh, what's your other uh, uh, social media pages? You can look me up on the Book of Faces for Sun Guy. You can go to the Twitters and follow me, but not literally. Not literally at Sign Guy HPW. Aaron Coach, Chicken Bob has all the social medias. He's got the Facebook. You go to Chicken Bob fan page, you'll find Chicken Bob on the Book of Faces. If you go over to the Twitter, at Chicken Bob Bach. Then if you go to the Graham, Chicken Bob loves his Graham. He's very proud of it. And you can find him there, Chicken underscore Bob underscore wrestling. Nice. Yeah, and I'm proud I got to get some pictures with Chicken Bob last week, even though I've been on a few shows with him. So uh, he's quite the character. He really is. He held a hardcore championship in the state of Indiana, and he was once chicken-napped by a voodoo mafia. Oh, no. No wonder he's all beat up. Yeah. Yeah, luckily Cousin Cooter was able to get him back, but, yeah, it was a little dicey there. Hey, and then who? Uh, can you remind us who's going to be on Military Day uh, next week? Absolutely. Next week, Military Day, representing the Army, it's Chris Marks. You know Chris Marks, Coach. I do. He's a tough character. He is. And then representing the Navy, Joe Vernola out of Denver, representing the Marine Corps, Scott Diamond, and representing the United States Air Force is Seymour Snot. Nice, and hopefully we can get QG to call in since he's part of the military. I was hoping he would be part of our Coast Guard contingent, but I'm not sure his schedule aligns, but maybe he'll be able to make it. Finding a sports entertainer that was in the Coast Guard was a chore, Coach. I tried hard. Well, I'm a never-say-die guy. Maybe we can just keep trying. We can keep trying, but it, it... Looking like maybe the Coast Guard will have to be just there in spirit. Yep, we are running out of time, yes. I I found a couple of people, but schedules did not align, and there was sort of a limited number, I was able to confirm, had been in the Coast Guard. Okay. Coach, have you ever been in the Coast Guard by chance? No, I haven't, but I was uh, in Alaska for five years. got to be on a couple different ships. I got to do fishing in the Aleutian, uh, up in the Aleutians. Uh, I did king crab fishing where you had to work 22 hours a day um, for a week only, but still. And then uh, also was on a shipwreck at at St. Paul Island on a 350-foot ship. 100-mile-an-hour winds parked that sucker right on the shore, the All-Alaskan Seafood. They do have a page on Facebook, All-Alaskan Seafood. You know, there was a G.I. Joe character called Shipwreck. <laughs> You'd think that would be a 
bad omen to have a sailor by the name of Shipwreck. <laughs> Definitely. I never did understand I don't that. I don't want to be anywhere near a ship with him. Yeah, yeah. He once caused trouble for the G.I. Joes because the Baroness came in disguise and snuck onto the G.I. Joe base, and she's like posing as a reporter, and she's like, I bet you don't know what these planes are, and Shipwreck's like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about these top-secret planes, and he gave all the G.I. Joe secret information about stuff, and then Cobra was able to attack the base, and then Shipwreck stole a plane, flew out to the Cobra base, and got revenge all on his own, but Duke was still very angry with Shipwreck, because you're not supposed to steal planes and go on vigilante quests. Damn. Crazy deal. It really was. Usually the G.I. Joes are a little more disciplined than that. So who uh, who is your guest on Sign of, the, Sign of the Times this week, or did you just do it by yourself? Uh, I had no guest this week, but I will tell you this, Coach. You'll be excited for this. I will be putting my botany expert, Beast Barnett, to work this week. Nice. And then, uh, do you know anybody scheduled to wrestle tonight at BCW? I know all of them. I've met them several times. Um, Some of the people scheduled to be there tonight, Cosmo, representing the Rockefeller Foundation. And my understanding is for a mere $5 at intermission, he will let you into his personal VIP lounge. Nice. Uh, Any matches you, you know of? Um, I'm not sure of specific matches except for one of them, and that is Dom Hess taking on Mean Mac Traeger. All right. Now, last week they had a tag team title match, the reunited Hess Express Dominic and his father Wade Hess against the natural-born outlaws for the tag team titles. The Outlaws, Mac Traeger and Lone Star, were able to retain their tag team titles, but now Dom is going to be one-on-one with Mean Mac Traeger. I believe it is Dominic Hess's first singles match in maybe three years or somewhere there, Boots. It's been a while. Yeah, my money's on him, and I would imagine the Outlaws had to cheat to win. I can't confirm or deny that, but my twin brother, Jakari Guy, I believe officiated that, so I'm sure it was very well officiated. Decent. Nice. Now, All coach, right. Also, so... if people will remember, hit the subscribe button over on the YouTubes so Stompin' Steve's not pacing back and forth, forth and back, back and forth, forth and back, wondering why there's not more subscribers. It worries him something fierce, and when he gets worried like that, he starts feeling strange. And when he starts feeling strange, he brings out the Stompin' Steve Screw Safety Squadron, and nobody wants that. No, they don't. And yeah, I'm excited. We got Eric Smalls next Friday, too. We do. Eric Smalls will be with us. He is part of Micro Championship Wrestling, which tours the country. Yes, we're proud that we've had him in NGW. 
Yes, we did. We had him in NGW. Uh, he goes all over the map. Uh, you know who also is part of Micro Championship Wrestling from our very own Pacific Northwest is Danica De La Rouge. Nice. Indeed. You know, I was once featured in the Seattle PI with Danica De La Rouge. They had our picture posted right there on the front page of the local section on the Sunday paper. And uh, speaking of that, that uh, I can't think of the lady uh, midget wrestler out of Washington. Do you remember her? Are you thinking of uh, Trixie Dynamite? Yes, Trixie. Trixie Dynamite once competed at Tulalip Championship Wrestling, and she teamed with Roland Too Deep. Nice. I once seen her walking down the street in Seattle when me and my girl was up there at uh, Pike Place. I got to say hi to her. Oh, wow. She is formerly a guest on this very program at one point in time. She definitely was. Nice, and um, we're hoping to get Billy Blade on one of these days to talk about his uh, promotion. Now, Coach, can we confirm or deny right now, or do we have to wait until he's on the program, that Billy Blade is possibly a cousin of Roger Blade, whom if I hadn't lost to, I would be undefeated against? (laughs) I couldn't tell you. Is it a secret? Uh, what I mean I couldn't tell you is I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you had been sworn to secrecy lest they break <laughs> your kneecaps or something. No, no, no. All right. Well, Coach, I think um, maybe we can wrap up this thing a little bit nice and neat. And also, real quick, If you haven't already, go to the Book of Faces, search out Pretzel Party, old Ken Hamlin's daughter, who used to sell me a metric crap ton of raffle tickets at ICW shows all over the Puget Sound. She started her own business. She sells the pretzels, and she has a very special limited-time availability on heart-shaped pretzels. Stompin' Steve himself an expert and connoisseur of pretzels and cheese gave his highest recommendation for this. He ordered some. He loved it. And he loves pretzels and cheese. It's his primary passion in life. Damn, that is good. Yeah, and I'm really excited about Wednesday's special show with Real School Army and Dungeon of Doom's Andrew Anderson. Hopefully we can get yes, that indeed. to call in. It'll be good to have him here. Special noon on Wednesday's start time for that. So people should be abreast of that. And as we wrap things up, Coach, any last things? Nope. Just want to have people uh, do the best they can. And like they say, hate hate does not win over love. Okay. As long as they say that, we'll repeat it here. And everybody stay safe out there. Get down to the Outlaw Arena award show and then they're making up Friday show which was postponed due to the horrific weather. Congo Kong making his return to the Outlaw Arena. It's been a while since he's been there but he should be there as we speak. So everybody 
stay safe out there. You can find me at Blue Collar tonight. We'll be back with you Wednesday with Andrew Anderson, back Friday with Eric Smalls, and then Military Appreciation Day coming next Sunday, a week from this very day. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.